I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swam Podcast. I don't know about you out there listening today, but personally, I'm feeling Olympic fever. I'm feeling the excitement of the Olympic Games. And when, when the Olympic summer happens, there's so many stories that, that you hear. There's so many great stories that get you excited about our sport of swimming. And today, we have a great one. Today, we have a special guest. We're talking to the company, Malmsten which is a family that has been a pillar of strength in swimming going back to 1974. Malmsten retains a very unique place in swimming history. They are the story behind a very famous pair of goggles. And Malmsten has been the standard bearer as the official racing lane lines going back to 1976 Olympic Games. Malmsten has been the official FINA supplier of competition equipment for both competition pools and warm-up pools for all world championships as well as the Olympic Games. Today, we have the founders, Tommy and Margareta Malmström, and we have Christian Malmström, and we have Eva Marie. Christian is a COO, and we have Eva Marie. She's the head of exports, and we have Mike Orn, the CEO and president of Malmström, and he's leading their North American efforts. And, and if you guys in the United States, I know some of my peers listen to this, and some folks who were who swimmers in the 70s and 80s, you might know you might know Mike from his NC2A championship win his in 1983 in the 200 freestyle, and of course he's a bronze medalist from the 1984 Olympic Games in the 4x100 freestyle relay. I'm going to begin with our founders, Tommy and Margareta. I have to unpack this story. I have to get to the very beginning of it. As I understand it, back in 1974, this started around a kitchen table. The whole family was involved assembling swimming goggles. Now, these goggles became famous in the United States, known as Swedes. What's the story behind these famous goggles? Tommy used to be a swim coach in the local team. And uh, Tommy is a problem solver. And uh, one of his swimmer, she was allergic to, to the neoprene rim around the lenses. So, uh, and her father used to be a, a tool maker. And uh, yeah, so it started and she was successful. So, I, I, have to sh I have to say this, in the United States, when I was a child, if you, if you, um, if you were wearing the, the foam gasket goggles, you would get a ring around your face and you would get irritated, you would get a rash. And everyone started wearing these goggles. These goggles, if you were not a cool person, you were not the end, you had to be in the end crowd, you had to wear Swedes. But I, as a child for many years, I didn't call them Swedes. I called them uh, uh, Montabara. I called them Montabaras. Why did I call them Montabaras? Because you were sitting at your room before the race uh, and uh, concentrate you and you put the goggles together uh, uh, and it was custom made for you for any millimeter you have to assemble them yourself and, and that's that's the sweetest word for assembly uh, you have to to be assembled yeah <laughs> that's right that's right right so we have our we have we have mike uh, who's heading up the us effort and he and just for our, our audience he's put on the goggles um, did you race in these, Mike? I did. I have only raced in this ever, and, and I still swim with them. And uh, 
I would bring about a hundred of these over every season when I was in college and sell them to my friends. And um, it was a little pocket money. I thought I sold a lot, but I realized that was a small little drip in the bucket uh, overall. Oh, I, I love that's a good story. Let's let's bring it back to. Um, I'd like to I'd like to to point this question to Margareta, and and I and I'll I'll frame it this way. Um, at Swim Swam, it's not a family business entirely. We have we have several owners, but my wife and I are owners. And but if you talk to the staff at our business, and they and you ask them who the CEO is, you ask them who's who's really the driving force and who's running the shop. They don't say they don't say Mel Stewart. They say Tiffany Stewart. They say my wife. Oftentimes, my understanding is that you are a great manager. Can you tell me how instrumental you've been in in uh, in Malmstrom? Uh, we have always worked together, Tommy and I. And uh, Tommy, he was an engineer at the the state. What uh, to say? This Stoltenberg. It's it's a company. Road um, yeah, road. and then he was a swim coach, and then we started the business. So. Uh, I, I, I was involved mm-hmm. I, from it's, the beginning. Uh, I did you, most of, of the of the administration, but Tommy, he he got yeah. I got the ideas from Tommy, and we we the whole time we we uh, lived on Tommy's ideas. So, uh, but we have worked very good together 24 hours a day uh, more than 50 years we have been married 50 years <laughs> only 50 53 53 53 which it's still working successful yes. company successful family successful relationship you you two of your three children are are in the business today um Marcus is the CEO, and Christian, who is on with in our interview today, is the CEO. COO. That's got to make you very proud. Yeah, and very, very glad too because uh, we we didn't expect them to to follow uh, what we have built up, but uh, because. We didn't have that much time for them, but we we worked close, all of us, and uh, we were happy to see that they they wanted to do the same as we had done. We had one daughter also, but uh, she is an an architect and lives in, in Denmark. She's charting her own path. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's. Uh, I, th- I think working with family is fantastic. I think there's been so many successful examples, but it, it's. Um, what's interesting about your family is is the impact that you've had on swimming, and uh, you know you began with with Swedes with with these goggles that were transformative in the sport, but that was 1974. By 1975, you. It, you expanded into lane lines. Racing lane lines is is a very big jump. Um, what 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 was the motivation to go from goggles to, to lane lines? 
we needed more than one product. So we uh, uh, started because we had problem with the, the public in the swimming pool where we were training. The, the pool was too wavy, so they claimed us. And uh, if he was swimming butterfly, it was a very wavy pool. So uh, we had to find a way to um, make the pool quiet. And, and uh, then we found uh, racing lanes in the um, United States. And the racing lines you found in the United States, uh, what did you, did you, what, who, who was that? And how did that relationship begin? Yeah, we made the lane here in Sweden. Then we were contacted by uh, uh, Peter Rademacher, who was the director for uh, Kiefer McNeil. And they invited us to come to United States and they saw what we have done and they wanted us to manufacture these products in uh, United, uh, in Sweden for you, Europe. So it was how it started. Uh, then it came another owner in, it was uh, Richie Industry. I don't remember the years and the... Uh, I think it was uh, maybe '86 or something. So it's a long story, and uh, we have developed the, the lane here in Sweden. When you '92 in in Barcelona, um, we had a new model. We went up to 150 millimeter the first time, and now we have another new. Uh, model. We have come up to 90% wave killing effect from the racing lanes. And uh, um, our professor said it's almost impossible regarding to the rules we have that uh, we can go higher than 90%. That's uh, optimum. I have, a I, have, yeah, I have a feeling you might try to go higher than 90%. If, if, so if everyone out there is listening and, and, and you think, of, you know, we, we, we have so many events that are happening in the United States across summer swimming and year round swimming, you're, you're seeing nearly four and a half million swimmers compete in pools with lane lines. And when you look behind the swimmers as they're swimming, the pool turns to glass and that's that's the innovation. That's innovation that this company has has designed and developed. Um, I'd like to take us back to 1976 because you you developed this the Swede goggles, but by 1976, uh, you were chosen for the Olympic Games. You were chosen to be the lane line of the Olympic Games. What what did that breakthrough mean for you? Mm -hmm. So it was not uh, Malmsten who uh, got the lanes to Montreal. It was uh, Kiefer McNeil with uh, Pete Rademacher, the director of the company. So we were not involved in uh, in uh, '76. But we had the, the same lane. We manufactured the same lane in Europe, in Sweden for Europe. But it was uh, 
Kiefer McNeil, who had the contract. Understood. Right, right. But you, but by, you did have it by the 1980 Olympics in Moscow. Is that correct? Yeah. I went there for an exhibition the, the, the two years before, 80. And uh, after that, we didn't hear anything from Moscow at all. But uh, we know that early 80, we sent 150 meter lanes to, to Moscow. And they were used for the Olympic Games, 80. It's, 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 it's a, that sounds like a very large order. Yeah, that was a big order. it was a big order. <laughs> and, uh, but we, uh, we, had, we had an excellent cooperation with the... Uh, yeah, but with the... Uh, uh, Kiefer McNeil first and rich industries. And uh, yeah, we helped each other. So uh, it was very good. You could do it. You could. You, you, you made it happen. I have to bring this back to me personally because in 1992, uh, you know, we that was that we felt like that was the the space age technology. We thought that was the coolest lane line that there could possibly be, and it's. Uh, so I raced in Malmstrom Gold. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. I, I so I have to know. Um, if I'm racing in 1992 in, in Malmstrom Gold, what is the difference between that technology and the technology today? How, how, how much has it improved? Uh, the effect of the lane improved uh, just 2%, but it can be important, 2% too. So uh, the one we have today uh, is 90% effect. So that, that, that makes for a very quiet pool. When you see a quiet pool, when, when, if, you, if you're at a swimming competition and you see the, you see the lane lines in place, are you, do you oftentimes not watch the swimmers? Are you watching the, the splash and the, and the ripples behind the swimmers? You're not even watching the races. You're watching the waves. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, we, we watch the lanes and how the water behaves uh, on the side. So that's important for us. If we like it, swim or like it. So. But for 92, uh, we made the new molds here in Sweden. Uh, we uh, shipped the mold to uh, Ritchie Industry and... Uh, so all this design was made in Sweden and we made the, the, the molds and things like that and shipped it to rich industry. So it was coming from Sweden. Well, it's, uh, it, you, as, an, as an athlete, oftentimes we, we take for granted the, the design and technology that, that supports our sport and helps us swim so fast. And uh, at Swim Swim, we've reported on the technology upgrades in the sport. And uh, what's interesting is that while swimming has evolved and the actual sport of swimming, swimmers have gotten faster and better and training has gotten better. Technology, if you compare all, all of these different facets, technology actually outpaces everything else. 
technology, the technology of suits, the technology of caps, the technology of lane lines, the, the impact is, 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 is enormous. So um, now that I'm older and I appreciate it, I just want to personally say thank you. <laughs> when, when I was a swimmer, we had uh, water tubes instead of racing lanes. I would like to see that. I would like to see a picture of that. <laughs> I would like to. Yeah. Let, let me let me let me bring Chris, Christian in here. This is uh, this is a family business, and now there is um, Christian is the COO, Chief Operating Officer, and he's the head of R and D. And uh, you know, as, as as the young generations come in, there's new blood. It's fresh energy. Um, Christian, you know, how does your management differ from your parents? I think it's pretty much the same uh, management style, management by fear. No, <laughs> no it's a family business. And, and one of the advantages is that it's short decision routes and, and all big decisions we, we take together and discuss it dinners. When me and Eva and I were traveling, we're talking about things. And so I think that's one of the advantages of us being a family business. We all, we all feel, I think Eva and I too, is, is that, yeah, we're a big family and we, we, we work together to, to uh, achieve good results. Chief operating officer is, you know, when, when I look at companies, um, they don't work without a chief operating officer. The op chief operating officer is, is, is essential at our company. Our COO is, is probably the hardest working person, certainly on the road the most. Is that the case? Are you, are you, are you traveling an enormous amount as in your, in your current position? Uh, I'm traveling a lot. Uh, of course, there's people that travel more than me, but I, I go to most of the events, Olympic Games, World Championships, European Championships, uh, Youth Olympics, uh, Sometimes when it's far away in the world, yeah, then it can be three weeks. Um, so, I mean, this past Corona year, I haven't traveled very much, but uh, normally I, I travel quite a lot. How long time, Christian, did you spend in Rio? Uh, in Rio, I was for three weeks. Yeah. So it's a long time, and, and, and it's everyone who is, is, is uh, support, infrastructure for for these great events um you know it's it's interesting that over time everyone becomes like family become you you you, you build close relationships and uh it, it feels to me when we when we travel to big meets like the olympics or world championships it feels like summer camp it feels like you're you're going away with it. everyone's working very hard but it does it is a lot of the closest relationships i have in the sport are from events like that the uh, so I'd like let's go to Eva Marie. Eva Marie is uh, she was a little late coming on our interview. We were trying to find her, but we finally found her, and we're so glad that she's here. Um, you know, how did the Mouseman partnership with Royal Technical Institute begin? Because it's something I'd like to bring into this story. How did this collaboration lead to achieving the wave energy turbulence reduction up to ninety percent? I think that when um when you're trying to be the best, you want to work with the best. We searched 
many different venues bettering our racing lane line and uh, looking to different industries and what better to do than looking at someone who understands wave technology for the big shipping industry, for harbors. Water is tricky. Water turbulence never goes the same way. And uh, I think we found our soulmate there, someone who really understood what we wanted to achieve. We, um, this was the third generation of racing lane line that we wanted to be better than the best, better than something that was already great. And um, the first step working with uh, Professor Kuttenkorler was really to establish a measuring tool to measure. How do we measure uh, turbulence control? of water. So, so this is where we started and uh, he did a fantastic job uh, building up a system where uh, I, Christian would probably be better explaining, but he had probes in the water uh, doing a certain amount of readings per seconds. Uh, so we understood what's happening in the water next to the racing lane. We, we, we understand that the, the technique where we want the, the, the water energy to enter into the lane and to be absorbed by the movement inside the lane, to be broken down. Uh, I mean, this is basic uh, physics that you learn in school, understanding mechanical energy, but then uh, understanding how, how can we influence this? How can we better the lane? So, so he developed the measuring tools for us. And then the next step was to uh, see uh, testing different alternatives. What if we change this part on the lane? What if we change this? And, and you know, in the pool, we're limited to the space we can take with the lane. There, there are rules, the six inches. Uh, and, and also, I mean, you have to consider the people handling the equipment. There is someone who has to pull the lane up and down. So, so thinking, having that in mind and together with the, the environment, we want to be ahead, trying to think smart, uh, sustainability, a durable product. Uh, so, so many, many different factors. I think it took overall nine years before we landed the third generation, the Gold Pro. This is the lane now that's headed for Tokyo. So I don't know if I answered your question. You did. You did. That's you know you put it in perspective how much how much uh, how much time and development it takes. Uh, Christian, were you saying something? Did I interrupt you? So I just think that Eva Marie answered that question beautifully. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's well, you know, the, the beauty is that it's working because you've been chosen for a tenth Olympic Games heading into Tokyo 2021, and. Uh, and you've been evolving and innovating over time. And, uh, and, and now we have, a, we have some context on what that means. And I'm sure that we could talk for many hours on your, on your, on your development, because that is, that is a very, very big commitment. Uh, you know, we've, we've had some, I, I've had a very difficult year because of COVID. I've been very, you know, I've been very disappointed and depressed because I'm, I'm, I identify culturally with the Olympic games and our friends. And I was worried we wouldn't have it, but we are having it. Have you had any issues with delivery and, and, and supply to support 
the Tokyo Olympics. How, how, is that, how has that gone? Has COVID impacted that at all? Our work for, towards Tokyo began already 2017. We like to be ahead. It's a long road. Uh, 2017, we had a, a meeting uh, during the World Championship uh, in, um, in, in, where were we? Budapest. <laughs> and uh, then the following year, Tommy and Margareta and I, we went over to Tokyo. We met with the Olympic Committee. We met with the Japanese Swimming Federation, took a look at the pools, the drawings for the new Olympic venue. And... Um, a few months later, we, we made our first shipment in 2018 already of water polo equipment that was used uh, in a test event in the Tatsumi pool, which would be used for the Olympic Games for the water polo. And um, it has continued like that. Then the pandemic influenced our work in the way that we have not been able to go over for any test events, which we normally do. But the last piece of equipment should be landing uh, uh, in Tokyo very, very shortly. And uh, our team is planning to be there on site uh, before the Olympic Games and during the Olympic Games, just like we have always done since 92. Well, I have a very, very important follow-up question, and I don't know who can answer this. I'll frame it this way. This is the most important question of this podcast. And uh, Mike is an 84 bronze medalist, and, uh, and I am a 92 medalist, but he's a freestyler and I'm a butterflyer. Which stroke <laughs> creates the most turbulence? Do you know? Someone has to know. You need to know this. Which stroke creates the most turbulence, butterfly or freestyle? I would uh, have we done uh, research on this, but I think uh, just from, from on look, I mean, a 100 or 50 meter freestyle. Is there ever more waves in the pool than that? No, there's not. I, I, I think most people would say butterfly makes a bigger wave, but the truth is if you actually are paying attention to elite swimmers um, in the hundred meter freestyle, it, it just, the pool rocks. The yeah. pool does rock. It, it's, it mm -hmm. starts to rock. Uh, thank you. Even Marie, I want to bring Mike in. Um, Mike, it's a, uh, I, I, really, I, I know that you have deep roots with the family, but I wanted to know the story behind the family and why you've arrived at this moment and, and, you're, and you're heading up their, their efforts and their services here in the United States. Yeah, I used to give you a follow-up on, the, on the, the, the strokes. It depends on who swims the stroke because my butterfly is not pretty and I make a pretty good mess of the water. <laughs> okay, so you won. <laughs> hey, uh, I swam for Tommy uh, back in the uh, early 80s. Um, Tommy was my coach. And um, uh, Margareta and Tommy and Eva Marie and I and Christian as a young lad and Marcus, <laughs> we would travel to training camps together. Um, and uh, we went to competitions together. And uh, I've, I'm not a Malmsten by name, but uh, I've spent a lot of quality time with the Malmsten family. That's how I know them. Um, we um, separated our ways um, after I was done swimming um, and I, I pursued a career in the computer engineering and uh, retired uh, last year from that. Um, 
I met with um, Mumstens and, and Eva Marie a few years ago, a couple of years ago. And I said, I'm going to retire soon. And they asked, what are you going to do? And um, we uh, then brainstormed and said, maybe um, I would uh, help them setting up a business here in the U.S. and bring world-class equipment to the North American market. And um, Tommy, Tommy said, hey, what about lane lines? And I told Tommy, I don't know much about them at that time. I know how to swim between them. Remember that, Tommy? You thought that was a good start. <laughs> and um, that's, that's how we got, that's how the idea generated. So for me, I've been uh, developing um, products, taking the market in computer engineering my whole career, love innovation. Now I get a chance to work with one of the most innovative world-class companies that I know of in a sport of swimming and aquatics, which is a passion of my life, of my life. You know, I, I talk to a lot of um, my peers, my Olympic brothers who are all over the world and they have careers and then they come back to their sport and they, they say it's the happiest they've ever been in their life. So you're about to, in, to enter the happiest period of your life. And I, and, and, but I know the secret sauce to this. The secret is you don't have to feel the pain of all that training and swimming and racing. You get to, you know, working in business is a lot less physically painful, but you, you have all the benefit of the close relationships and friendships that you build. And also, I think it's, it's, it's very interesting to be creative and to give back to our sport. And, uh, and just from talking to Ava Marie and to Christiane, we know that the innovation has been there and, and how much development there is behind the Malmstrom lane lines. Can you talk to me about Gold Pro, the latest lane line? Uh, you can't, I can't help but notice that the aesthetic is a little different from the earlier versions. Yeah, I think um, in Monster just keeps innovating. If, why not reinvent the wheel if you can, if you can make it better? And that's what they've done. You know, here's the here's what the original uh, Montreal lane line looks. It's a four inch disc. Um, when you swam in Barcelona, uh, Tommy worked with uh, the rules to make it a six inch disc. So hang on, hang on one second, hang on one second. So if you guys are listening on the download on the podcast. Mike just showed me the uh, the so what what size what inches was it? It was white. Yeah, the white one is a four inch disc. That's what we had in Montreal. And then so that was so John Neighbor raced in in this in this four inch guy, and in, and I raced in this six inch, which is obviously much much cooler. That's right. And uh, this uh, and this has been the state of the art for a long time. But as Tom explained before, and I'll show you now the picture of the the newest one. Um, this wow. one is yet better. It's a little bit uh, more aggressive in the design. It does a little bit better job of, uh, of calming the water. Every, um, every bit, every percentage point matters. Uh, this was introduced in the World Championships in 2019, and it is now going to be in the Olympics. Um, it's, you know, seeing a sample sort of explains why that's, uh, that works. You just um, so Mike was just showing me if you're listening on the download and you're not watching this by video, who just showed me the gold pro and the aesthetic has changed uh, a, a lot. It's uh, it, it's but what, what I noticed is that it would in the the 76 and 92 design, there's the the tiny holes, and I understand why you have holes going through it. It seems like it would slow water down. Uh, but this, this, there's a the 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 perforations in the plastic are different with with the gold pro. Can you describe that to me? Yeah, I think it's an outcome of, um, of all that measurement and experimentation uh, that we did with the Royal Technology um, in, in Stockholm. Um, a lot of times, 
when you come up with a really good design, um, it just looks good, right? That's just that's, if it's elegant at the end, it's probably because it is something that works. So it was not designed to look good, I don't think. It was designed to work well, but that's that's how we came up how the how we came up with that shape. The other thing that's important too is is the material in these things. You want them to make them durable. You want them to be. Mel, I don't know about you, but when I swim butterfly, every now and then I'll come in and my hands will, you know, touch the lane line and it hurts. And you want that lane line to be a little bit forgiving um, on, um, on, on, on our swimmers as well. So there's many aspects of it that comes together. It's, and just so I understand this correctly, this is the design for 2019. This is the latest iteration, 2019. So what's in store for the future? What is in store for the future? I mean, do, do, does, does R&D start on the next design now and it's going to take nine more years? What we're doing with this is that we're going to do, uh, I'm going to manufacture here in the United States following exactly the same recipe as Tommy and, and team does in Sweden. Same uh, resin, same uh, chemicals, same molds from the same source. Uh, so we're going to do that in the six inch. Um, we're going to take that new design and reapply that to a four inch as well. So you can get a better dampening technique on a four-inch lane line as well. That's uh, that's where we're headed. Um, yes, there will be another R and D uh, at some point, uh, but right now we're going to go in and uh, take advantage of uh, the third generation. Third generation looks fantastic. What's interesting as I'm sitting here now, and and I do understand the business of swim is that uh, the U.S. market is a very large market. Uh, the but it's 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 a different market than the international market. The inter, you know, swimming is typically supported by government dollars, by lotteries in other nations. In the United States, oftentimes it's private dollars. And it's uh, so my, my my point is it's a there is a I, I think it is a there's it's, the budget dollars you have to find in their very they're, you have to be competitive to get those dollars. If if so if I want to to engage you and see you, what is the best way to, to look up Malmstrom North American Inc.? We have a uh, new um, uh, website uh, for the U.S. market uh, that we are populating right now. So you can go in and uh, send an email. Uh, go to our website, malmstrom.com. Um, you will look, look for the U.S. version, the North American version. We, we also uh, will um, sell into Canada. Don't won't forget our neighbors up north. <laughs> um, but uh, our email address uh, is on our website. Uh, I'm at my, Mikael at uh, Malmsten.com. And we have a sales at, at Malmsten.com. Um, that's how you reach us. And if you're listening in the podcast, you're going to check us out on the, on the post when this is live. I'm going to include all of those links. And I'm going to include Mike's contact information. And we're going to include probably one of the greatest, most entertaining videos that I've seen on a company of, of anyone that we've worked with there there is a there is a a, a, a biopic feet little video that that you guys have that I, f I feel just crystallizes the story of the family and and everything that you're about and represent and and and, and it brings us up to present day so we're also going to include that clip and i think people should watch that before they listen to this podcast Everyone, thank you for joining me this morning. It, it, are there any is there, are, are there any points that you would like to bring up as in, in closing? 
I would just say, Mel, that I'm really excited to take this uh, product line to the North American market, not only to make it available, but I'm also looking to follow uh, Malmsteen's um, way of working, which is to partner with architects and design firms, pool builders, etc., because it's a two-way street. We have some information and some knowledge that we've acquired uh, worldwide. There's much, much to learn in the North American market, and I will be, I, and I wanted to make that a two-way street where we can share that back and forth. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.